welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama. We usually watch it four episodes at a time and then get together here every week to talk about it. But today it's the bonus episode. Bonus. Bonus. We are doing good casting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We finished this one. It feels like we finished it so fast. Uh, And now all of a sudden it feels like ten years since we watched it. So... (laughs) Thank you. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because you were like, it flew by. And I was like, I remember those days. <laughs> but now it feels like so long ago. At one point, we did watch good casting. <laughs> and in a way, it was just last week. But in another way, it was last decade. <laughs> in our hearts. <laughs> it is eternal. Um, Yeah, uh, I didn't find any like fun facts about the show mostly i just went into a wormhole on han cinema and soompi and read so many interviews with the cast just being like this was so much fun and we had the best time that's wholesome and you love to hear it (laughs) You'd love to hear it. They had a little group chat where they'd watch the episodes when they aired and just talk about, like, how cute it was and how well it went and how excited they were to have been a part of it. Oh, babies. I love them. So cute. I love this whole cast. They did... I Okay. We could go into all of the most exhausting... We could do that thing they did at the end of the final episode where they just talk about good casting and really <laughs> the name of the K-drama uh, and I did almost do that I stopped myself right in the nick of time but <laughs> I love this cast I'm just gonna say that I'm gonna say that much information and nothing more about it being good and it's so neat that they love each other so much the guy who played CEO Yoon Hold up, I've got a list of names. I should use people's real names and not just the guy. Okay, so Lee Sung-yub played Yun Suk-ho, CEO Yoon, and he kind of did the love interest, starred alongside Che Kang-hee as Baek Chan-mi, and he's six years younger than her. So he said when he was younger, and even when he was first getting into acting, he always really looked up to her as, like, this amazing actress. And he was like, I never in a million years would have guessed that I would get to star alongside her. Oh, okay. So cute. Adorable. Adorable. And then sweet, sweet Lee Jun young who played Kang Mu Wan, arguably the worst character, but, like... <laughs> yeah. In the best way. He did such a good job making that boy unlikable. Yeah, for like um, 15 solid episodes. Um, <laughs> actually, I'm going to go ahead and go with 16 solid episodes. 16 solid episodes of unlikable dude. Um, Lee Jung-young, the man who plays that very unlikable dude, talked about how amazing it was to play alongside Yuen Young, who was Im Ye-un, his love interest in the show. She is 13 years his senior. And he was so nervous going into it. Like, this woman has acted in so many things. 
he's still he's an idol turned actor and he's been in a few things but he's still pretty new to it and he was like and then you just put me in this alongside her you just like, go ahead and cast me next to a veteran actor <laughs> what is this uh but he was so cute all of his interviews he was like i didn't do a good enough job but i learned so much from the experience and i'm so thankful and grateful because apparently he didn't meet most of the cast almost all of his scenes were just with you and young and he was like, I'm so grateful to her for how much she taught me about romantic acting and about comedy acting. And I just really look up to the to the three leads and they're such phenomenal people. Like, hey guys, <laughs> this is so pure. I feel like I should take back every bad thing I said about him, even though I know that he was playing a character and actually it's good that we, that, I don't know. I dislike him, but all of a sudden I'm like, oh no, he's a precious angel that should be protected and loved forever. He is. We now stand you kiss. Uh, I looked them up on YouTube and it was like, would you like these videos from 2009? So apparently he was an idol 10 years ago. We're on the trade now. We stand. What's up, you kiss? Hey, you We're kiss. here. Um, also... Damn, 10 years ago. He was probably... He's, he still he, looks like a little baby. Yeah, he had to be, like, an actual infant when he was when he started <laughs> his career, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think that's how time works. <laughs> the littlest guy. The littlest guy. Little baby. Little baby. Um, um. What else? What else do we... Okay, so... We talked about this a lot throughout pretty much just the entirety of the K-drama, but I recognized so much of this cast as we went through. And so, yeah, if you've listened up to now, then you definitely uh, know that like we recognized Lee Sung-yeop. Uh, he was the actual main like, villain of While You Were Sleeping, which was crazy. I don't know. I I think that's the first time I've seen someone switch role. Like, does that make sense? Like, someone who I've only ever seen as a villain play now, like, a main lead? Uh, yeah, and you said kind of the same thing about you and Young. Yeah, yeah, both of them I've only ever seen play villains and so it was but he I've only seen one other role she I've seen in multiple roles playing like the really petty kind of nasty like low-key rival of the primary female lead twice and then this time around they were like oh no 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 she's an angel she is an angel this is her real personality we're gonna let her shine yeah. Um, who else? We have, okay, so forever and a day ago when we recorded the first episode, uh, the actor that plays Min Seok, so that's Sung Hyuk, he was, um, he was the, I called him the Winter Soldier in that episode, because I couldn't, re I couldn't remember, uh, the name of the character from... Hwayugi or A Korean Odyssey. Man, all of these name switches. Just wild. Uh, it was the Winter General. 
Um, oh. And the summer fairy. Beautifully. I think he was maybe our favorite character in that show, although he was like a secondary or maybe even tertiary character. Beautiful portrayal of those two characters. So darn good. Oh. Yeah, I think that his storyline storylines in that their storylines uh messed me up in a way that i couldn't have anticipated and now i feel like he's the sean bean of like no spoilers but he's the sean bean of all of these k-dramas because somehow every time he makes an appearance i immediately love him in the way that we all love we all love sean bean right yeah i think so okay so I immediately love him in the way that we all love Sean Bean. And then I uh, get my heart broken. In the way that Sean Bean always does. <laughs> yep. That's a very good comparison. I'm right there with you. 100%. It him. It him. In every show. Oh. I'm trying to think if he's been in anything else. Let's see. Let's see what else he's been in. Nothing I've seen. Yeah, you... You've got to be on top of the wiki, because I just looked up the main six, and then I closed all the tabs, and I just have my notes. <laughs> Which is probably a better way to do it. Um, okay, nice. No one's birthday has hurt my feelings yet, this time around. <laughs> so. I forgot the secret point of the bonus episodes was <laughs> to see who shares your birthday. <laughs> to see who's really close, surprisingly close in age to me. And extremely mm-hmm. successful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the secret point of the bonus episode. Welcome. Welcome. We've trapped you inside of this uh, hour of listening to Raquel talk about Korean actors' birthdays. I didn't have any other fun facts to share other than who's who's been in other things. Do you have other fun facts? Um, I feel like we should finish who's been in other things first. Mm-hmm. I don't, I guess, yeah. We'll start there. I I did that dumb thing that maybe Korean drama fans also do. Maybe people out there can relate to this behavior where I was like, oh, they were in that? I meant to watch that. So I put it on the list. <laughs> like, Che Kang-hee, who played Big Chun-mi, was in Queen of Mystery. And I think there was a second season as well. Which I'd always meant to watch. Have I? Absolutely not. I have not watched Queen of Mystery. But I wanted to. And that's good enough. It's on the list. I'm having a little bit of a crisis. Um, So, Secretary Byung, uh, the best boy, is in something we literally finished watching two days ago. Oh no! He was in The King Eternal Monarch. Which we've been watching for our Patreon watch parties. Join us on Patreon if you want to uh, watch K-dramas with us. We're doing Goblin next. Gonna do a little throwback. Whoop, whoop. Uh, whoop, whoop. Um, so he was in... Yes, the king. No, he wasn't. He was. He was only in episodes one and two, though. What? What was he? His name was Kim Bakman. I mean, I don't know why I thought that would help. No, yeah. Uh, my guess, if I had to, like, shoot a guess deep into the dark, um, I would probably say that he was, like, a bodyguard to the king. Or 
a minion of the villain. That's fair. Yeah. That's insane. But, okay. He did have a name, To be fair. Yeah, he did have a name. But, like, to our credit, so the King Eternal Monarch is 16 episodes long. We don't go play on K-Speed for our Netflix or our Patreon watch parties. Mm -mm. We go normal person speed one episode a week. That's at least four months ago that we watched episode one. That's true. Well, yeah, because we skipped a couple weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's probably more like five months ago, which is insane to think about. Mm -hmm. It took us so long to finish The King Eternal Monarch, but I feel less bad for not remembering Secretary Beyond, the goodest boy. The goodest boy. He also is in um, Flower of Evil. What? Yeah. That's on our watch list. That's on our watch list. We're really excited to watch that one. And we'll get to see his cute little kick-ass face. <gasps> Guess who else is on our watch list? Who? 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 Team Leader Dong. <gasps> Lee Jong-hyuk. Is he in Flower of Evil? He is not. He is in Spring Turns to Spring. Oh, shit. We're going to watch that soon. Yeah. We're going to have so many familiar faces. This is what we've been trying for for so many years, and we finally recognize people a little bit sometimes. Occasionally. Dang. Another person, Kim Ji-young, who played Huang Mi-soon, was apparently in Exit, which was a movie I watched this year, and loved so freaking much. Had no idea she was in it. Man. No idea. These chameleons. These chameleons just blending into their roles. I mean, to be fair, again, man, I just give myself a lot of credit where credit is not due. <laughs> the movie really surrounds two people for a good 70% of the show. So she's not in it that much, but she was in it, which makes me really want to rewatch it. Eee. Yeah, um, I need to watch that one. When you told me the plot, it did give me anxiety, like just hearing about what the plot is. And <laughs> so I've never been able to sit down and, which is crazy. I, cause it's kind of, I'd say it's more thriller than horror. Right? And but it's a lot of comedy. How? It's kind of an action comedy, I think, might be what it is. Are we... Sorry, we're talking about the same one where they have to, like... Like, there's a gas... Escape smoke, yeah. yeah. yeah toxic gas leaks into the city. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying, but, like, <laughs> somehow... I'd say it's more of an action comedy. It's got very serious undertones, as any beautifully done Korean movie has where there's lots of seriousness to it. There's scary parts, but they mostly keep it light, which is amazing. The talent. The talent. How did how did you do that? Cuz I was in my mind equating it to like um Train to Busan. So Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> That's a completely different genre. Yeah, it's somewhere right in the middle of Train to Busan and good casting. (laughs) I think that um, when we talked about Exit the first time, though, we did it in a 
an episode on our Patreon that was just like bonus content where we also talked about uh, Train to Busan a lot. And so I was like, oh, they're the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's my bad. Misrepresentation. Uh, highly recommend it. I think you'd like it. It's a pretty fun and easy watch. Is it on Vicky? I have no idea. Plus. I watched it on an airplane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I get all my movies. Just once a year, I get to watch movies, and that's airplane time. <laughs> Just for, like, 15 straight hours, movies. Yep. I love it. I love airplanes. <laughs> Oh, I could just sit on an airplane and watch movies for freaking 24 hours straight. I love it. I cannot tell if you're being facetious. <laughs> I can't tell either, but I think I actually genuinely love it. Because I really only watch movies like once or twice a year on my own. So it is kind of the only time of year that I watch movies. I don't think I would love it if I was like a big movie buff. But... I don't watch movies, so it's the only time, and I'm like, I have to watch movies. I will go crazy in this tin can in the air for 15 hours not able to move. It's like how some people who are thinking with their big brain only listen to podcasts when they clean, so, like, when they want to, like, listen to a podcast, then their house gets, like, real spotless, and I'm over here like, oh, no, 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 no. That's far too responsible. I listen to podcasts while I play video games or sit very still in bed. Thank you. Okay, so you said video games and I got nervous. I listen <laughs> to music while just lying down with my eyes closed and I call it meditation <laughs> because I pretend it's that. Mostly it's just the peak laziness, the epitome of being the laziest person. <laughs> I'm so glad I have you in my life. <laughs> we are the same. <laughs> you know that part in Jurassic Park where there's like raptors like sniffing at doors? <laughs> oh no. Is that where you're at right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm in a house with three dogs. And the dog oh. that's doing it is like the sweetest dog I've ever met in my life. But also I'm like, buddy, podcast. <laughs> Podcasting. Now is not the time cute though yeah super cute i guess this is kind of a fun fact uh an interview with lee sung yub hinted at the possibility of a second season he said in the script there was a lot more focus on the romance between big chan mi and yun sako mm-hmm but it didn't really end up in the show as they wanted to focus more on the action and comedy aspects, which is surprising to me. It felt like they focused on the romance a lot in the show, but they were like, no, no, no. We have so much more. Enough for a second season almost. So he's like, I'm not sure. I mean, there might be, which is super cool to me. I just think it was a really fun show and I would absolutely watch a second season. Yeah, I, well, and it felt a lot like they were setting up for a second season, like, that whole time. But I agree with what you said, where I feel like there was almost an, a distracting amount of emphasis on a romance that felt, um, I guess, a little bit like a like an afterthought. I don't know. I don't want to be mean to them. They did a great job. But, like, I think it was even an afterthought for, like, 
us as viewers wherein yeah. occasionally they would have like a romantic scene and I would be reminded that oh yes we're in Korea Korean drama world so they do have to be in love at some point that's I felt more that with the second romance for sure that one than yeah. the first I think that because the first had so much reliance on like their past and all these flashbacks of what they'd been through. Mm. So even though their present day romance was super slow paced, it didn't feel as bothersome because you were just mostly trying to figure out how they were trying to sell that they didn't know each other. It was more just confusing (laughs) than anything. But, uh, The secondary romance. I was rooting for it so hard, which I know was dumb from the start because it was so toxic, but I wanted it so bad. And I felt like that one didn't progress as smoothly as I would have liked it to. Mm -mm. Yeah, it was really... um, That one went ahead and just, like, creeped up on us. Because I was still convinced into, like, episode 10 that they were going to back off of that one and be like, ah, never mind. Like... Yeah. And have it almost just be, like, a background idea for... Immune. Damn it. We can edit that out later. Not to sell. Don't leave every fuck up in. Um, but yeah, I it almost felt like a moment on her path to recovery from losing a, a loved one, from losing her her main romance, wherein she kind of learns, like, okay, yes, I am able to, like, feel attraction again and kind of step outside of being just, a, like, a single mom, but I don't think I'm going to pursue this with this guy. And I think that would have been such an adult way to take that particular romance, too, where they they were all just, like, hey, we actually decided this isn't going to work out, but look at how far she's come since the beginning when she was kind of busted up over something that happened three years ago and having a hard time getting out of her own head and really stuck. And now, with the help of her cool new spy friends and her cool new job and this uh, kind of dumb, shitty young man, but I guess we love him anyway. (laughs) She's on the road to recovery. She's doing great. She's her best self. And even he progresses a little bit. And it could have, yeah, ended there. Could have ended with the now's not the right time scene where he grabs onto her arm 15 different times. It would have been, I don't know. It could have ended before the confession. That might have been better, but... I don't know. There's just something about that relationship that I wanted so badly for it to happen. And then it happened in all the weirdest ways. (laughs) Maybe you could have left us wanting more with that one. Yeah, that feels like a second season romance to me. Like, give us something to Uh look forward to. Slow burn this one. Slow burn this one. Let's, Let's make them wait on this one. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe they'll resolve it in season two. Maybe they'll start season two with them broken up. That would be insane. And I'd actually kind of be here for it. Yeah. Wherein everything I just said about how I expected the romance to be just happens behind the scenes in between seasons one and two. 
I'm down for that now that we just made it up. If they come out with a season two, do we have to completely rebrand all of our episodes of good casting to specify specifically season one? Specify specifically, whoa. (laughs) Nailing it. (laughs) Um, No, we do not. Okay. Because we probably should, but like, are we going to do? No. No. Okay, uh, I'm just going to call it out right here and this the bonus episode. <laughs> this has been the bonus episode for Good Casting Season 1. Just in case you're confused. Hi, it's Season 1. Right at that 30-minute mark. Yep. The most helpful place. 30 minutes in to a bonus episode of Good Casting. Nobody listens to our bonus episodes. Mm-mm. Um... We talked about fashion a lot in this K-drama, and I'm really grateful for this K-drama because I kind of feel like we gave up fashion for a while. Yeah, I think there were a few shows that just fashion wasn't a super important aspect of them, Mm -hmm. and there were even more shows where fashion was just so far beyond our pay grade (laughs) <laughs> that it didn't even feel worth commenting on. Yeah, uh, like, like, looking at you, uh, crash landing on you, like, we, I don't think we talked about fashion very often because we were intimidated. I think, I was thinking Hotel de Luna, which oh, I think we yes. still did fashion for, we like, tried. half of. <laughs> we, like, really tried. Like, we'd bring up how the, we loved her outfit, and then that was it. It's like, obviously, guys. Obviously, you loved her outfits. They were all perfection. But, like, is it worth mentioning? Probably not. And then we went on to Just Between Lovers, which they're like, no, we don't We don't need your input. Thank you. <laughs> we don't really do fashion here, which is to say everyone looked good, but no one... I don't know. It felt like the most uh, normally dressed... Right? I've ever seen. It was like, nothing was so bad that I had to be like, fuck that outfit. <laughs> but nothing was so good that I had to be like, I want to wear that outfit. Yeah. They fell right in the middle where it was beautiful, but pretty normal beautiful. As if all the clothes in your closet were new. <laughs> right? Like, there's still... Our clothes, they're normal people clothes, but instead of being from maybe high school, they're new and they look good. So good casting. <laughs> yeah, I forgot what we were talking about. Um, Good casting. They brought the fashion back into our lives. Thank you. We're not good at men's fashion. I wish we had talked about it more because Team Leader Dong wears or wore so many very unique outfits. I remember vividly a light pink sweater that he wore that I was like, sir, you look so good in light pink. I love that for you. He does look very good in light pink. I just, every moment of the costuming, I guess, the wardrobe of good casting was somehow understated and bold at the same time. Yes. Including his pink outfit. Because he looked... (laughs) It was understated. It wasn't, like, a loud pink. It was just pink. 
pink and he looked magnificent. So good. I'm sure Yun Sako, CEO of the company as he was, was dressed in the finest suits. But am I out here recognizing good suits? No, I am not. How would I ever know what a good suit is? A suit's a suit. So we'll stick to female fashion, which we are also terrible at. I don't know if we talked nearly enough about the main villain. Uh, I call her the main villain. I feel like that's upselling her at this point, considering how she ended. They really tanked that. Yeah. Homegirl, the ex-wife. Her fashion was off the charts, and I don't think we talked about it because, again, it was too high above (laughs) <laughs> what we know how to talk about. Yeah. Here at Play on K, we, uh, we go ahead and we sort outfits in K-dramas through the lens of, would I wear it? And mm-hmm. most men's fashion, we wouldn't, so we don't talk about men's fashion. I like the borderline, like Huang Mi Su. Mm-hmm. I will wear her men's fashion. She's looking like a little boy out here, and I love it. Little boy on picture day. Oh boy, the freaking pillboy hats everywhere, constantly. Constant pillboy hats. I'm so here for it. That's what I would wear. Yes. Um, I want to dress like Big Chun Mi. I do. Like from the bottom of my heart. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I want to dress like Big Chun Mi. Not just her crop top look, but we haven't forgotten you, crop top look. You're still our favorite. Um. Everything she wore was so beautiful. Yeah, every outfit in this entire show was gorgeous. And I wish, I guess is all I can say is I wish. I just freaking wish. This is going to be a fun episode to edit. I'm sorry. No, it's not your fault. I'm the one that came and recorded in a dog full of house. (laughs) I mean, there's not much more to go. No. Um, so that's that's the bonus fashion corner. Bonus fashion corner. We rounded back to it because there hasn't been enough in any of our other show discussions. Yeah, we'll just go through and repeat what we said in our last episode, wherein we also talked about fashion a lot. Mm-hmm. Smart. Good podcasting. Good podcasting. Good casting. Good casting, <laughs> for short. Take out the pod. That's what we do. <laughs> Most people take out the casting part, but not us. Not us. We make it extra confusing. Okay, let's start rolling the credits. Okay. Did we have Um, any bus stop girls that we wanted to award? Wait, I have to actually roll the credits first. Okay, 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 sorry. Go ahead. Wait, Raquel, (laughs) Jesus. Before the awards. (laughs) Um, The director was Che Hyung Hoon. He directed Good Casting, Sister is Alive, Second to Last Love, or The Second Last Love, High Society, A Word for a Warm Heart, or Kind Words, Five Fingers, Obstetrics and Gynecology Doctors, or OB and GY. <laughs> I think we know which one of those names is better. And Mackerel Run. All the way back to 2007, I've never seen any of these but I know they're very funny and very good because that's what good casting was. Yes. Um, if you've seen any of them, 
Listeners, let us know. Let us know if OBGY, just OBGY, right? OB and GY. OB and GY. Um, let us know how that is. We're interested, but not <laughs> enough to watch. No. We've got a lot on our watch list, and it will take a while to circle back to that bad boy. <laughs> it's just got such a right-on-the-nose name. <laughs> we know what it's about. We're interested. The writer was Park Ji-ha, and I believe this was her first show. I think it was the only one credited to her, yeah. which is amazing. Good job, Park Ji-ha. Yeah, you wrote an incredible comedy script, so damn. Killing it. Killing it. Okay, those are the only two credits I had to give. <laughs> I think we've named most of the actors by now. Yeah, a couple times. Um, if we didn't talk enough about one of your favorite actors, we're sorry. Um, I can't think of a bus stop girl that we had. I really, I feel like if there's a bus stop girl in my heart, I write it down in my notes. And I didn't write any down. So probably not. So probably not. We could probably think of one if we took the time, say over the past two weeks that we have not been recording. That <laughs> might have been the time I should have taken. But hey. You know, I could have, I too could have gone ahead and done literally anything in the past two weeks podcast related but you know sometimes you take a weird vacation mm-hmm. and now we're here with no bus stop girl yeah that's okay there yeah. not all shows must have a bus stop girl oh uh maybe bus stop girl is the nis agent that babysat uh suhi just so often, just, like, became her new mom. The the female one? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna say something that I might get a lot of flack for. I probably maybe shouldn't say it, but I'm curious if anyone out there went through the same thing. So episode one, when we were introduced to that spy, when she's on her mission, like, running through the parking garage, kicking butt, mm-hmm. I 100% thought she was Moon Buell, the rapper from Mama Moo, 100% throughout that whole episode. I was like, that's so crazy. They have an idol on there. What a good cameo. Not. not a cameo. Not a cameo. She's in the whole show. And she's an actress. Hey, that's on me. But I'm curious if anyone out there is like, no, I see that. They look similar. I'm not familiar enough with her to know her being the rapper yeah you would like mama moo you should look them up gotta start listening to some mama moo you can do it mama moo <laughs> <laughs> shout it <laughs> shout it into the corner away from your mic <laughs> you'll love it <laughs> Um, yes, anyways, I don't know. I feel like I should know her name. She just seems like such a staple of the show that she was too good to be a bus stop girl. Yeah, I mean, she had more lines than most of our bus stop girls, but then she just kind of faded into non-existence by the end. Yeah, she really did. I thought she was going to be around and help a lot more 
but uh, she had her own missions, which makes sense. She was in the airs. <gasps> oh, I watched an episode of that <laughs> once. Um, any show about rich, destructive teenagers makes me... I couldn't watch uh, freaking Gossip Girl. <laughs> I can't watch the airs. <laughs> They're just not for you. We've aged out of them. Yeah, I'm pretty scared of teenagers, so. <laughs> um, no bust up, girl. Definitely no happy. Yeah, no happy. Um, that's okay. What would you rate this K-drama? I would give it eight stars. Though, that is heavily influenced by many other sites giving it eight stars. So, like, is it objective? Probably not, but I enjoyed it a lot for what it was, but not enough to be like, this was a perfect show. So to me, I'd say eight. What about you? Uh, I haven't read uh, many star ratings or reviews, and I was also, I was thinking probably like an 8.5, if we're gonna okay. like, if we're gonna like nickel and dime it a little bit. If we nickel and dime it, I was gonna go 7.5. <laughs> So we'll see. Because they dropped the earpiece. Oh, yeah, too many times. Too many earpieces littering that tech company. How did they not get caught? (laughs) You're so loud in the vents. You've lost half of your equipment. (laughs) Just like, okay. That's that's on me. I know it's supposed to be funny, but seven point five for you. So eight, we'll let it we'll let it sit at eight if we're nickel and diming. The average play on K rating is eight. Yeah, that's pretty high. That's amazing. And I'm really happy. I know this is dumb, but I'm really happy that on Vicky it has 9.3 out of 10 because I'm the problematic person that wants a really high rating on Vicky. I will only watch 9 and above. Yeah. Well, okay, so I have given a chance to like something below a 9 in the past and I couldn't watch. Garbage. Yeah, I couldn't watch it. People on Vicky overrate things, and you gotta get used to that. Like, My Drama List has this show at a 7.9, and I feel like that's a pretty, like, realistic rating. But if I saw that on Vicky, I'd be like, that is hot garbage. They got a (laughs) 7.9? No, just delete it off your site. (laughs) No one's going to watch this now. This one has to be retired. (laughs) Yeah, I think Vicky's rating system is a little bit skewed, and I'm very happy that this one made it through. (sighs) Okay, I actually need you to hear me out because I just had an idea for the Patreon. Okay. We watch as much as we can of dramas that are rated, like, below a 9. Um, and then we do little, like, 10-20 minute bonuses where we talk about those episodes and we post them on our Patreon for our subscribers. That's a really good idea. If anybody out there is interested in that, let us know. We're kind of trash queens, (laughs) so we'll probably do it anyways. Yep. That sounds like a good time. Yeah, I think that could be a lot of fun. (laughs) It also be torture. Yeah, it could be absolutely painful. That's why we're going to go ahead and put the modifier, get through as much as we can. 
Yeah. So we're not going to watch 16 episodes of trash garbage. Maybe I'll watch the first two and the last two, or maybe I'll watch the first half and then be like, you know, can't even get to the end of this bad boy. And maybe we'll switch. Maybe we'll switch off. We'll do a little bit of both. I'll watch the first and the last. You watch just the middle. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) That's the worst. See what happens. <laughs> I get to watch the parts that make sense, and you get to watch the rest. I feel like we're gonna have to do a rock paper scissors to see who gets to watch first and last, or like alternate, or like do a bet, like high stakes. Like we don't bet for money; we bet for time. We bet for lost time. Who has to watch four episodes and who has to watch 12 (laughs) that don't make any sense and have no conclusion? (laughs) How much higher stakes can you get? (laughs) Yikes. Um, I guess that's our plan for 2021. (laughs) I'm done with 2020. I'm out. We've got to skip ahead to 2021. (laughs) Where the fun stuff happens. Yep. Wow. I just la- laughed for like three straight minutes. So sorry, everyone. God damn it, I'm still doing it. Okay. Why would you apologize I for know. laughing? That's just so sad. Talk with your normal voice. Don't be like, oh, uh, trying to <laughs> say shit. What was that? That's not how you sound. <laughs> sounds like that in my ears. <laughs> It's not how you sound. Oh. Uh, laughing at your own jokes. Nothing better. What a high. <laughs> Pure. What a good place to end. Yep. Um, thanks for watching Good Casting with us and listening along. And uh, we will announce our next drama soon. Uh October's creeping up on us, for sure, and we want to do a spooky drama through October, but I think we can eke one more in before we do our spooky drama. I think so, too. So, we'll do one non-spooky, mm-hmm. and then one super spooky. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so, yep, look out for our next, our next announcement, and we'll see you next week. Yeah! Oh, wait. Okay, bye! Oh, we forgot all the things that we usually do. (laughs) Damn. I mean, do we need to? Um, We'll go quick. You know our website, playonk.com. There's episodes. There's a newsletter to sign up for. Go check us out. There's our Patreon, patreon.com slash playonk, where we've got blog posts and watch parties and support and love. Yeah, and new content, obviously, coming out soon. Um, we are on a couple social media sites, Instagram, we are Play on K podcast, and Twitter, we are Play on K, and we just have fun and post and chat with people there. We have our email, and we'd love to hear from you. It's playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and then we are on a bunch of streaming podcasts, streaming places and we love to hear from you there as well so if you listen to us on your favorite one like stitcher or itunes if you could drop us a rating and review we'd love you forever yeah okay this time for real yeah uh okay bye okay, bye <laughs>